All right, everybody, welcome back to episode six of the On Fire podcast. We're recording this Saturday night. Uh, we've got the camera set up, so you better go watch this on the YouTube after. I'm here with Blake. How's it going? And uh, it's it's Saturday night, baby. Hockey night in Canada night. Um, you know, and we're going to talk about the players and teams that have been on fire this week in the NHL. How hyped are you for tonight, Blake? Uh, I'm just ecstatic about yeah the whole just show, man. <laughs> just sound ecstatic and you know i'm ready to go i'm i'm fired up we got so much to talk about this week so excited biggest episode yet eh uh yeah i guess yeah it's pretty it's it's a lot of stuff so like lengthwise it'll probably be the biggest one so um all right so blake why don't you start with your first one there my first is the nashville predators who have somewhat turned their season around, eh? Like, they were pretty mediocre at the beginning, and yeah. now they've turned around, and now they got the eyes on them. Um, Yossi's been playing great as a defenseman with seven points in four games. Um, it's about what you'd expect from a captain. Um, Saros, he's just, like, coming out and putting on a Vesna performance with a .971 save percentage in, his whole, like, in all of his games. And I think that they're just absolutely killing it right now yeah no they're they're really good for sure um yeah my I I feel like Matt Duchesne also was like um a lot of people were saying he had a bit of a fall from grace to start the season and uh I kind of like he used to be just really good a really fast player and everything and you know he wasn't looking like he was going to be that player um but he really proved everybody wrong and they're they're on the up and coming now so they got Soros coming up and Yaroslav Halak after Soros is done and Ritter to back him up. Really good goaltending look there. So um, I, I would say my number one is Trevor Zegris. Shout out to the boy Oscar Blair from last episode. This man is so horny for Trevor Zegris. It's unreal. And um, Always talking about him. He's always talking about Trevor Zegris. He's chasing his card in Hutt. Um, you know, like he's just, he just loves Trevor Zegris. And how can we not talk about him with that amazing goal? From him and Sonny Milano. Like, that's incredible, man. We got Torch just trashing on it, saying it's not good for the game. Yeah, whatever. Are you, are you kidding me? Hey, you Tor- me? Hey, Torch, <laughs> shut your yap. You kidding you know? me? What he should do is just shut up, is what Torch should do. That's what he should do. Um, I, I think that's kind of... Like, he says, I'm not trying to, like, look like a fool here. Okay, well, you did look like a fool, Torch. You kidding me? <laughs> you look like a fool. You know? You, you know, like, it's... You did look like a fool. It's a it's a steaming hot take. Nobody else thinks it's bad for the game. And he's like, back in the '90s, you get your head taken off. Yeah, you get your head taken off. You do anything in the '90s. Doesn't yeah. matter if you're pulling the Michigan or not. You're getting your head taken off. You've never seen and players try shit like that either. People still get their head taken off when they do it today. Like they still get freaking creamed because the players now know where they're going. They're going next to the post, and it's very easy to predict that. So. Um, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Like I said, he needs to shut his yap. Um, and he needs to, you know, maybe just retire after this point. Like he can't coach without players hating him. He can't be on TSN without people hating him. Always causing problems. He's just a problem. All right, Blake, what's your number two there? My number two is the Colorado Avalanche. And in an earlier episode, we were talking about how disappointing they were mm-hmm. and just how underperforming all of their stars were. And they've managed to turn it around. I don't know how... How's McKinnon doing? He's doing a bit better. <laughs> he got fucked up again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to get into that, eh? A little yeah. later. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, they've got um, three wins this week, and they weren't even close. They they well, they were close, but they've scored at least seven goals in all three games this week. Yeah, and their offense is just light lighting it up right now, and yeah, they they're just off. Just the offense is popping off right now, and yeah, they're winning. Nazem Kadri, like we mentioned in a previous episode, is just really fitting in when McKinnon's not there, and um, it was good to have McKinnon back and. Um, like the fact that he only has like two or three goals on the season just really shows you how much he's been injured. And um, Jacob Truba obviously putting him back on the stretcher there. Um, good to see the boys doing good again. You know, I'm sure Colton's very happy about that one. Shout out to the boy Colton. Just name dropping everybody this episode. What do you do? Um, <laughs> uh, my number two is, again, shout out the boy Oski Blair. We got Elia, <laughs> Elias Pettersson, oh, Eliash Pettersson. Oscar's like, got a lot to say about Eliash Pettersson. Oh, we, we already know how much he loves him and how great Elias Pettersson is at hockey and he, just how much he's lived up to the expectations that the Vancouver Canucks and the entire NHL have set for him Oscar and, and how, how much he's worth every cent they're paying him and how how bright his future is and all right I'll stop being sarcastic for a little bit and he like I don't know he he had a really good goal like he pulled the Forsberg and um, I'll give him a little bit of credit but you know, uh, credit where credit is due. Uh, Matthew Kachuk has been pulled that off, and also pulled off a few other highlight goals. Pulled off a highlight pass, and um, but we're not talking about Matthew Kachuk, okay? Like I, he may be doing a little bit better than Elias Pettersson, but hey, Vancouver needs to celebrate the W's that they get because it's not a lot. I can't understand these players that light it up in their rookie season at their youngest and then fall off imme- almost immediately after. Yeah. This guy's like 23 years old mm-hmm. and now he's already looking like he's just going to be traded within the next season. I don't I don't know what it was. Like is it the team around him? Is it, it like is it his moves aren't working anymore? Like I feel like I'm just not seeing him try as many moves anymore. Like I I don't know what it is, but uh you know, maybe someone who watches a little bit more of the Vancouver games, uh, if you can find anyone who watches a full game anymore, um, will be able to tell me. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to Oscar Blair and we'll get back with you. Um, Blake, your third and final of this segment. Kyle Connor on a pretty underperforming uh, Winnipeg Jets team. He's got eight points in his last five games. He's, uh, what, top ten in, in scoring? He's yeah, seventh, probably, yeah. seventh maybe. He was last year too, like he was he was in that uh, like on the top end of the league, and every every year I feel like he's he's kind of making this a trend, and um he's a big part of why Winnipeg's a force. Like you've got Pierre Luc Dubois and Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler who go on like little stints, but Kyle Connor's just that guy that you can rely on. Um, who to end up in the top ten at the end of the season? Yeah, just despite the Jets underperforming so brutally, like just not living up to expectation, he's been an absolute weapon offensively, and he's just a bright spot that the Jets fans can look to just to be proud of. Yeah, and yeah, for it's, sure. It's my third pick there. All right, um, my third and final uh, of this week. Um, I I, I want to talk about two players in particular. Uh, dollar dollar bill Kirill, as they call him down in Minnesota. That's my call man. like Minnesota, call like Minnesota. You know, fantasy steal. Should I see how many people I can name drop this episode? <laughs> you know, but <laughs> anyways, dollar dollar bill Kirill. That guy is he's insane, and he's such a great energy for hockey. And let me tell you, 
Boy, did Minnesota need that kickstart, yeah. man. Their te- like their team has been so mediocre and so boring for years and years. Every single year until last year and this year, I just forgot they were a team in the NHL. Yeah. I shit you not. I just couldn't remember that they were a team anytime I thought about the yeah, NHL. It, it doesn't happen a whole lot, but I'm like genuinely so happy for that team that they now have the yeah. star that we could just look and be just like, hey, the Minnesota game's on. We get to see them like, like play well or something. We actually get to see them in the highlight reels. <laughs> when does that happen? And doesn't like happen. he literally might have been the best player in November, like besides Leon Dreisaitl. Like we're not counting that because he's just a, a god. Same with McDavid, but... For a player on a team like that with not too many, like, all-stars around him, just a good overall team around him, um, like, he did so good in November. I had some really, like, outdated stats, so I got rid of them. But, like, you know, they were on a really good win streak there, and he had, like, 11 points in, like, five games or something, which is just, it's it's unreal to see someone put that up, and it's really good for Minnesota. I also wanted to talk about Alexander Ovechkin, Ovechkin once, once again because just the fact that we we talked about how we might see a 50-50 in 50, uh, this season, but now um, we're talking about how we might see an 800-goal score in our lifetime. Alexander Ovechkin just hit 750 goals, uh, 20 this season, and he may not hit it this season, but... I think he's going to break the record. Like, we've only seen two 800-goal scorers ever. One was Gordie Howe, uh, which was so long ago, and then Wayne Gretzky. And the fact that it's mo- like it's 99% going to happen with Ovechkin, it, it's something that I definitely want to see. You yeah, know, That's going to be special when that happens. For sure. It won't, it, no one will stop talking about it for a while. <laughs> it's it's going to be the biggest thing that um, we've seen in probably like sports history, you know, for us, like the most monumental thing. Yeah, like just sure. like, like when Ovi won the cup, that's like my biggest, my best memory as a hockey fan. Like I'm a Flames fan, but still Ovi winning the cup was just the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, so. I remember when he hoisted that thing. Just everyone was just so happy for him. You, there's no way you could just sit there and just be like, oh, whatever. <laughs> no, everyone was just like, Every, everyone was glued the to the screen. And just look at him fucking raising the cup, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we're going to move on to the next segment here. Uh, this week we're going to talk about some suspensions because y'all been naughty. Mm -hmm. Y'all been not nice and I don't like it. Okay. We're going to talk about it. Connor McDavid with his questionable hit. All right. You dirty oilers, you nasties, whatever. You the first time Connor's done bunch of fucking goons out there in Edmonton. (laughs) I tell you. Fucking Connor McDavid. And, like, honestly, I'm not too mad at the hit, honestly. Like, whatever. You give him boarding. I'm not against it. But the the thing that really got me, Blake, I'm looking at comments on Instagram posts about this goal. And it says, Tom Wilson would get suspended for this. Like, why are people complaining about that? Like, they're not wrong. But are you saying that he shouldn't? Because Tom Wilson is the dirtiest player I've probably ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And he, he he goes out there with the intent to injure. And you guys act like he shouldn't get suspended for the things he gets suspended for. You're like, oh, well, Tom Wilson would get suspended for this. 
Yeah. But, but every time he's gotten suspended. Because he's true. a repeat offender. Yeah. He should get suspended for that because he needs to be taught a lesson. Connor McDavid may not get suspended for something. Johnny Goudreau may not get suspended for the same thing that Tom Wilson would get suspended for. It's because they're not repeat offenders. You have to understand that that carries more weight. You have to understand that Tom Wilson's a goon. You have to understand all this stuff and you guys just aren't thinking about it. You're a bunch of idiots. Go hang out with the guys in Edmonton. Go do crack outside the Rogers Arena. All Simple. right. Simple, done. <laughs> We're not talking about it anymore. Um, uh, PK Sluban, that guy. What we're, we were talking about, Matt Duchesne being a fall from grace. I ain't never seen a bigger fall from grace. This, like, <laughs> his first year in New Jersey, he goes from being in the cup final with Nashville, a yeah. year, maybe a year later, getting traded, and mm-hmm. then does nothing. Nothing. He fell off. Yeah. Completely. The the last time, like the league, like anyone who watches hockey spoke about him was when he got traded. Yeah. He got traded, and no one talked about him again until he was on that commercial. This, this is where we belong. It's and like PK. Do you really belong in the him. NHL? Like I'm. It's not a racist thing. It's just like you're saying you belong in the NHL. It's like, do you though? Because you're kind of bad, and you kind of don't do anything except slew foot people. And it's blatantly intentional. And the yeah. fact that player safety has not called him on one is pretty disgusting. Um, we're talking about how Tom Wilson should get suspended for being a repeat offender. I count at least four or five slew foots this year. Um, intentional, by the way, all every single one. And that's one of the most dangerous, dangerous things you can do in hockey besides butt ending. Um, or being Todd Bert- or Robert Bertuzzi, Bertuzzi when he Todd Bertuzzi Todd Bertuzzi from yeah. from the amount of times that he's actually done the slew foot that he should he like um how should I wear this he he should be called PK Slewbent well yeah <laughs> but <laughs> someone like there's a good chance someone should be injured from it I don't know how no one's injured yeah from it. like it's it's so dangerous man the fact that you can just nail the back of your head on the ice like it's just. And I don't know why he does it. It's not provoked. Like, like are, people aren't doing anything to him. Like, are they just waiting until he injures someone to actually give him, like, I mean, an actual like, good punishment? That's probably what it's going to take with this league and their lack of punishment. And uh, speaking about injuring people, how can we talk about injuring people without talking about Jacob Truba? The man who put Jujar Kara on his ass and knocked he's, him out. He's been catching some heads. Hey. Yeah, the man who... Freaking just drops Nathan McKinnon, then proceeds to drop the mitts with Gabriel Landeskog in response. That is, like, this guy, it's not that his hits are dirty. They're not. The hit on Jujar Kara, I won't say is dirty. If you think it's dirty, fine. But it wasn't dirty. It's just he injures people so much. And it's not fun. Like, it's, you know, it's not in a fun way. And, like, I don't think injuring people has ever been in a fun way. It's just, like, when Dustin Bufflin used to rock people, it was fun. It was so cool. But when Jacob Truba lays people out like this, and he's putting Nathan McKinnon out, who just got back from an injury, I'm not enjoying it. I'm kind of, like... Like, this guy shouldn't really, like... Like, I don't have a reason to suspend him, so I can't. But it's, yeah. like, I don't really want to see that, honestly. It's kind of just disappointing, and I can't do anything about it, right? Yeah, it just seems like he's just, like, going after the, as many guys as he can right now. Yeah. Someone's shitting his oatmeal in the Ex- morning, and he's just all pissed <laughs> off. Pissed in his cornflakes, and, yeah, he's just... I don't know. He He's definitely fallen in my rankings. Like, I thought Trubo was really good for... Like, when he was on Winnipeg, I thought he was just, like, a good defenseman and everything. I never saw him as this 
player uh like like he is now until this year it's kind of really changed my perspective on him mm, it, it makes you wonder if just like if like the actual league will start to give s- severe punishments because five grand is not a punishment <laughs> they never sense. will honestly like it's like let's be real here the nhl is a joke they won't give anybody real punishments well five grand is not a punishment at this point it's not it's probably what jacob truva walked into the arena with within his pocket like yeah. he probably had that on his person plus five grand to spare in case he did it twice yeah. you know like I don't know. I think that, like, just, like, the more offenses players make is just, like, the more, sus- like, longer suspensions they get. Like, Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson like, got half a season. He got like, why season. don't we do that anymore? Like, Tom Wilson deserved it. How come, like, all these people who are repeat offenders are doing things that are so dangerous in our league aren't getting half a season? Since this, like, half a season, has he gotten suspended again? I think, yeah, but, like, not long time like it's been like max a game or three well if he keeps getting suspended it should be longer every time exactly it, that's what makes players like what i think that's what would make them like change like he was obviously pissed when he had to sit half a season he tried to appeal it and everything and like at the end they did but it's like who like <laughs> i don't know man he totally deserved it like i don't know maybe he just didn't learn his lesson he's so dirty like there's so much to say about the player safety and all the punishment stuff is it's 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 a joke it's a joke. Um, yeah. Um, so now we're going to move on to, uh, you know, like we talked about last week, gone forever, uh, just like Aaron Hernandez. Uh, this week, we're obviously going to talk about the shit show going on in Vancouver, which is becoming less of a shit show because they're finally listening, listening to the chants that are going on in their arena that people are screaming fire benning. Um, and they finally did. Good for them. And uh, it only took um, a full arena of fans, or not full, sorry, probably like 30% capacity um, of fans shouting fire Benning at the end of a game and then someone throwing their jersey on the ice uh, for you to fire the GM and fire the coach. Um, And I could not be happier about that coach firing because they brought back Barbecue Bruce. That guy (laughs) is the best. I fucking love Barbecue Bruce because, like, here, here, like, just... Real quick, just him standing up, like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> that is really, honestly, just kind of sums up why I love that guy. He may not have ever been good with the Minnesota Wild, but, like, I love that guy, man. Um, yeah, well, he's probably an upgrade from their last coach. Who was their last coach? Travis really? Green. Yeah. No, he was. he's definitely an upgrade for sure. I'm glad. Um, and, like, they won the first game with him and everything, whereas, like, with Travis Green, they couldn't even do a practice. Like it's 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 a clear difference and definitely something they needed. Yeah, um, I, I'm not sure it'll make like a whole like big difference with the team like as a whole this season, but I think it just like gives a lot of Vancouver fans some hope for like the future. Well, the thing they is, probably is didn't have it before. There's 70 games left in the season. Or no, not 70. Sorry, 60 games left in the season. Almost 50. I think that's plenty of time to this actually make an impact on the team this season, though, because right. they may be at All the right. bottom right now. Like 50 games versus Travis Green's 20. That's quite a bit to turn around. And if Barbecue Bruce goes um, 0.500 for the rest of the games, then they'll end up with a like a you know 25 more wins than they probably would have had with uh fucking Travis Green like you know like it's we we're only a quarter through the season so i think there's lots of hockey to still be played under barbecue bruce and that could be a really big change and who knows maybe they even push for a wild card spot and um he's been in the playoffs before so he knows what he's doing i understand that i'm pretty skeptical about it but yeah. i see that i see that jack adams for 
Barbecue Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> you know, as as long as it comes with a big old rack of ribs, I'm sure he'd be all for it. You know, <laughs> as long as they don't make him stand up out of his chair. Um, also, there's st- <laughs> this is a joke that they're trying to hire Mark Bergevin right now. Like that, I've heard about that, and I just I don't even want to talk about that. I just wanted to bring it up because that's I don't. Why? What are you doing? You after, just after drafting Logan Mayu, his time should be done. Yeah, he should never have a job again. No. Um, Flyers also fired their head coach, which I'll be honest, I I thought we were only gonna see the the only coaching or management change we were gonna see before the end of the year. I was banking on it being Vancouver, mm-hmm. but I was surprised that the Flyers also threw their hat in the ring and fired their coach. Um, it was good that they did, though. I think at the yeah. time they were on an eight game losing streak, eh? Yeah, like, they've got a lot of good players now, like, uh, Atkinson and everything, and obviously Carter Hart could use some better coaching, like, he's just, it doesn't look like he's being developed properly, and he had a good year, and they're just kind of relying on him now, um, you know, I think a change was needed, for sure, like you said, they were on a big losing streak, and, um, you know, what, what do you do? I mean, someone's gonna lose, and, uh, I, I would hope it would be the team with the worst jerseys in the league, the Philadelphia Flyers, so, um, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, I, I just, I want to talk about Ben Bishop. Um, it's pretty sad, honestly. Bye-bye Bishop to see him go. Um, because when he was in the league right before he got his knee surgery and Dallas Stars went to the final without him, he was one of the best goalies in the league. He's a three-time Vezina finalist and his numbers were insane when he was in the league. And let me tell you, every time we played against him, the Calgary Flames, I hated the guy. Because you could not get pucks past him. Could just be because we're the Calgary Flames are bad. But no, he's actually a really good goalie. He was it, it's sad to see him go because um you know, like that's that's like if Vasilevsky got a career ending injury right it's now. It's way too soon. Too soon, man. He had so much more good hockey to play. Um, uh, you know, Dallas got lucky having Hugh Dobin to step up. Um a lot of teams would have been a very bad situation. Um, you know, it just sucks to see that. All right, Blake. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you with a question here. Um, who, these are way too early trophy predictions. Who do you think is going to win the heart Calder Vesna Norris? The hearts definitely a dry saddle. Mm-hmm. Calder Vesna Norris Calder. Ooh, I haven't thought about the Calder yet. Maybe Zegris. He I didn't see it at first this season. That's why I traded him in the my fantasy pool. Yeah, but he's Oscar was happy to take. Yeah, him. Yeah, he's <laughs> Oscar's pretty confident, and I'm starting to gain confidence that he'll probably win the Calder this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Vesna, probably Campbell. I don't know. He's he's doing really well for Toronto right now, and yeah, um, the Norris. Who uh, Fox again? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would say for the heart, I got Drysaddle easy. Um, for the Calder, I would say probably someone like Lucas Raymond right now who's lighting it up, even though we would like to see Trevor Zegris. Um, I just have a feeling that if it came down to it right now, Lucas Raymond would probably, um, go there. I think Vesna right now is pretty hands down Markstrom. I think Campbell's definitely, um, definitely a nominee. And I think the other nominee would be, um, maybe Freddie Anderson. I don't know he's like the Canes aren't 
obviously the nine and O team they were. Um, I think for the Norris, um, yeah, like I'd say Adam Fox as well. He's been having a really good year. People are saying Tony D'Angelo, that guy's a cancer. He shouldn't ever be given a reward period. Um, you know, definitely not the Norris. Um, you know, obviously Kel McCarr and all these yeah. other guys, but it's just Adam Fox is just having such a good year. Um, usually they don't like, when do we ever see someone get a back-to-back Norris? It's usually someone new every year. Um, yeah. So it would be interesting to see that. Yeah. Um, Car- you mentioned Carolina's on the 9-0 and team. Uh, that really puts a damper on what I was saying, that they're so consistent, eh? Who's that? In an earlier Carolina, in an earlier yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, no, like, yeah, it's it's hard to tell with those guys, especially with such a shaken up, um, like, you know, getting ready to Dougie Hamilton and their goalies and everything. It's just, it's hard to tell where they're going to be. It was hard to tell how they were going to start the season, and... Um, we'll just have to keep watching, I guess. All right, I got a question for you now, Brandon. We don't have time for another question. We're going to end it here at 24 minutes. Um, yeah, so we're going to call it an episode. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, check out our Instagram, TikTok, and everything. Um, this will be on YouTube, so you can watch us record this. Um, yeah, we'll see you next week. See you, boys. You ready? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs>